2: This is a HeadGum
3: Podcast.
0: This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. We did it. (laughs) We are, you're you're noticing, listeners, you just only heard two voices, and that's because Sammy's not here this week. Sammy's not here this week. We absolutely hate to deliver this news to you. We know you hate to hear it. We're sad. And um, is this... like violating her privacy, that I'm gonna say. It's a, yeah,
1: it's a HIPAA violation. I'm about but we're to gonna do a do HIPAA, it anyway. HIPAA
2: violation, which is to say, you guys, it happened. It fucking happened. Sammy has COVID.
1: She got COVID. <laughs> she got COVID. She's been talking about it nonstop. She about was the how... true
2: final girl, as we all knew her to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it fucking got her. And I and she's doing fine. She's on the mend. But I can't believe, can't believe it got
1: her. I truly thought it never would. I know. I thought she was immune. It's devastating because she had to miss one of her best friend's
2: weddings. She had to miss a wedding. She was being so careful. You all heard her talk about it's a weird thing about doing um, a podcast, which is uh, it's like a weird time capsule of our lives. Mm -hmm. And and so in listening back to last week's episode, you know, a few days after we recorded it and hearing Sammy say, you know, I'm trying not to get COVID and then listening to it in real time, being like, and I know she does have COVID. It's just like so (laughs) weird (laughs) to be like, oh, I know. That didn't work out. That didn't work out. And did she it? went to go see that. She went to go see that volcanologist documentary oh God, she and she sobbed weeped. through her mask. She sobbed for, through her she, mask. And she, you know, she kept that goddamn mask on for two hours. She didn't need to. I mean, I guess she did need to <laughs> because yeah. she had COVID. But it, it was before she was contagious, probably. Probably.
1: Yeah, let's hope for the best.
2: We're all doing our best. It, it got her. It, it just got her. And we, and we wish her the best and she'll be back. And we love her so much and, you know, send her. Luck, is that what we're doing now? Yeah. Sending luck. We're sending luck. We're sending luck. Um, but Henley, how about how about you? Did anything scary happen to you this week? Did anything
1: scary happen to me? Well, um, I'm just in a constant uh, state of confronting different things that are scary in my life. Wow. One of them being TikTok. Okay, sure. So the the news about TikTok is is worse than expected.
2: yeah we all knew it was bad it's it's been like of course it's bad
1: it is yeah it's bad but it's um worse than than even i knew so obviously tiktok has decimated my attention span i'm fully addicted to it i use it to wind down disassociate disengage using like
2: crazy 30 second internet videos to wind down is like we are so deranged but i do the same thing anyway keep going (laughs) So this article came out a while ago but um Ezra Klein
1: wrote an op-ed. People have a lot of feelings about Ezra Klein, but I I, I feel like I like him generally. Okay. And you can come at me in the comments if you if you disagree. Yeah, come at her. Um but he he wrote about um how, you know, TikTok is owned by a Chinese parent company ByteDance and um, they are 100% going to harness the power of the platform to, like, shape global policy because mm. all of us are just watching videos constantly
2: and having mm-hmm. our minds uh, changed mm-hmm. and not realizing it. And, like, the power of the algorithm is actually terrifying because they can just continue to show you the same like, like, basically evangelize to us and like, um... <laughs> Yeah. It's okay. Good. So
1: this is an example. So they've already hired approximately like 150 Russian micro influencers, micro to influencers talk about the war on Ukraine positively. Oh God. Positively. Oh no. oh no. And these are normal like beauty influencers who are just doing like their oh makeup, no. whatever. You know. And so this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. Oh, it's that's dangerous. So bad. <laughs> I'm
2: terrified. No, no. And I still can't stop watching. But like What I'm about so... my animal videos? Nobody's That's telling me about I'm the saying. war in Ukraine and those. It's, you know, yeah. everyone just, just looking at, like cats sneeze and stuff like that can't be that can't be bad. That's cute. That as long bad? as it can't be bad, <laughs> but it can be.
1: Oh, no. If used incorrectly anyway. So I just want everyone to be aware. And um, I'm I'm stressed but yeah oh well <laughs> all right well what a fun moment in history we're living through
2: S- stay vigilant <laughs> <laughs> oh it's tough it's re- it's yeah things things are bad we know that to be true mhm emily okay bring us back though i'm going really, to really i'm going to make a hard left good and i'm going to say that <laughs> Oh, not a lot is like going on with me because I, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm in school. So that's taking up a lot of my time and energy. So I was really racking my brain to be like, what did I even do this week? What, what, did, what am I going to talk about? Um, and what I have done this weekend, which is absolutely insane to me is I have stayed up until 1am, two nights Whoa. in a row, which is my like, goodness, what i I'm, 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 I love to be in my bed by 10, 1030. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing on a weekend. Maybe I make it to midnight and I'm like, look at that. She really, she really did it. One a.m. two nights in a row, absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, We had a going away little hanging socializing. Oh my god, you think I'm staying up until one a.m. just like hanging out? (laughs) I mean, yes. No, if there's a bed nearby, I'm in it. Um, So we had a little going away thing one night, and then and then honestly, last night was just we had dinner with friends and 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 then like made our way. We, like, walked home and stopped in, like, a few places along the way. Anyway, I just don't know. It's crazy to me. But um, what that has meant is, you know, by the time you're home and getting ready for bed, you're hungry again. Mm. You got to have a snack. <gasps> Uh-oh, is the
1: heartburn raging?
2: No, actually. I've been okay. I, I saw, you know, I saw a gastroenterologist a couple weeks ago. Um I'm I've been prescribed um, an eight-week course of um some some acid reducers. So far so good. If anybody was they wondering. Work. Um Great. so far so good on that front. But um, no, I'm going to talk about a new late night snack that that Joel and I have invented that is psychotic. It's not. It's actually perfect. It's a perfect snack, but we are psychotic. So it's what it is. Is Have you ever had Popcorners chips? <laughs> they serve no. them on planes. Oh, um, no, I have not. They're a triangle chip uh, made out of popcorn <laughs> and um, they have a kettle corn flavor, which is a little salty, a little sweet. Mm-hmm. had them on a plane once had to buy them <laughs> and um so we so it's the, the snack is it's a, just a bowl with popcorners kettle corn chips and shredded cheddar cheese on them <laughs> and we call it cheddar sweets <laughs> Is it melted? Nope. We don't have a microwave. So it's (laughs) It's just just cold cold cheese on top of kettle corn chips. And we call it cheddar sweets. And we love it. (laughs) And every night this weekend, we've been like, ooh, time for cheddar
3: sweets.
2: (laughs) Just like two fucking freaks walking around their house at 1 a.m. being like, cheddar sweets, cheddar sweets. (laughs) Like excited for our little stupid snack. Anyway, I don't know. I guess like we're also not doing great, I suppose. But in another way, we are thriving. No, This is another reason you guys are the perfect couple. Thank you I so mean, much. You guys found each, we other. Found each other. We found each other and we found Chatter sweets and we'll have it again and again. And I don't care. if it, You know what? Don't knock it till you try it. That's all I'm going to say.
1: I agree with that. I won't. I won't. I don't People want have to try like, it. Cheddar popcorn but... with kettle corn. It's the cold shredded cheese that's really turning me off. I don't think I want to eat cold shredded cheese in any context.
2: Oh, really? Because uh, uh, this came out because one of my other favorite late night snacks is just shredded cheese <laughs> out of a <my> bag. <laughs> okay, okay. There's something really satisfying about, and I'm talking thick cut. Although I will yeah, I will fuck with make the, it. I will. <laughs> does not make it doesn't
1: make it better. It doesn't make it better. It's gross.
3: It's, how is it gross? It's just
1: cheese! <laughs> it's like I don't know. If you're shredding it yourself, almost that would be better. That it's like the be pre-shredded. It's like melt meant to be melted. You know, that's why sure, it's shredded but so it's can also, melt it. It's easier. also just cheese. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're overthinking this. <laughs> I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. I'm feeling inspired that it's you can have a late night snack. You just
2: pour it right into your hand. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so that's that's what's up. I guess I, that's another thing about when you talk to people about a thing you do, you get to see it through their eyes. And that happens a lot on this podcast. I'll say a thing that I think is maybe a little weird, but not so weird. And then, and then I, I, the reception I get is like, well, no, that's actually really weird. So I don't know. Come at me in the comments. Let me know if you eat, (laughs) shredded cheese out of the bag. And maybe you should try it. Just saying. Okay, trying to connect it to this week's movie, (laughs) trailing utterly,
1: completely do not have a segue. Well, you were very
2: brave this week, Henley. You were very brave this week because we always have to flip a coin of who has to watch the movie when Sammy's not here. And you, you really stepped up for us this week, and I appreciate it.
1: Well, the, the movie this week, first of all, I should say, wasn't scary at all. So I really lucked really? Out. Okay. it. Really? Okay. Interesting. It was not scary. No. Um, mm. So okay. I, okay. yeah, again, very lucky. Dodged a real bullet here. Um, but this week's movie is The Dead Zone. It came out in 1983. It's based on the novel by Stephen King. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's directed by David Cronenberg And written by Jeffrey Bohm I think that's how you say his last name um, It's starring Christopher Walken, Brooke Adams Tom Skerritt Herbert Lom and Martin Sheen
2: Wow And it's available oh. to watch On HBO Max Wow Cronenberg Not Scary I'm interested to hear about mm-hmm. this And thankfully We are joined by some guests Who are going to help us Make our way through this I guess not scary movie Who's to say I, We'll find out um, From fellow HeadGum podcast Hey Riddle Riddle We are so delighted to have JPC and Adol Hello Hello Cheddar Sweet sounds terrible Hello.
3: Hello. Oh, well. Yeah, cheddar sweets. I,
2: don't know. I know two people who disagree pretty strongly.
4: I have a sweet little snack. It's taking cantaloupe and dumping mustard on it, and it's something I call... Mm-hmm. No, it's, I'm joking.
2: Oh, God.
5: I think I'd almost rather see two, like a couple having a huge fight than having a see a couple like enjoying
2: cheddar sweets. The, the idea that anyone could see us with our cheddar sweets is like, I, no, there's like nothing more horrifying. <laughs> uh, we're very aware that like it's... it's Fucked up Like it's like I'd rather people Watch a sex tape of us Than watch us eat Cheddar
1: sweets (laughs) Emily I love That's why I love That you told us It's so intimate It's such an intimate detail Yeah
2: Cheddar sweets is The most vulnerable thing I've ever heard of. I'm You know I'm an open book I'm an open book
4: I also love When Henley was talking About TikTok As a recent Talkaholic myself There was was Almost a little Mini TikTok happening Where Henley was Describing something And Emily You were going Oh no Oh no (laughs) And I was like This is this is the whole thing. <laughs> this is what it is. We're yeah. doing a duet, oh, no. which is
2: like, as you say that, I'm like, oh yeah. Like I, the thing about TikTok, I why I watch it? But I, the idea of making one, I, I can't understand how anyone could. And, and you said that I was like, oh, that is what. That's what a lot of them are.
4: I would say one in five videos I watch has that in the background. The oh no, oh that's <laughs> and yeah, just, yeah, and now yeah. it just goes through <laughs> my head ad nauseum.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, thank you so much for being here. The question we always start with is, do you guys like horror movies? What's your feeling about horror movies? We do actually
2: have to know, though, if anything scary happened to you this week.
1: Okay, all right, let's start with that. Let's start
2: with that. (laughs) Okay, all right, fine. Fine. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Fine. (laughs)
5: Okay, okay, so we'll start with that question, and then we'll have some time to think about the other question. Well, I I guess something, I don't know if it was necessarily scary that happened to me, uh, but it was... It was certainly shocking. Um, My wife and I woke up this morning, and I asked her if we had like ingredients to make breakfast in the fridge. And she opened the fridge, and I guess maybe at some point yesterday she had put like a uh, like a jug of iced coffee on its side in the fridge, and it had just Um... leaked out all into the fridge. (laughs) So we spent the we spent like thirty five minutes this morning instead of making breakfast, taking all of the drawers and stuff out of the fridge and cleaning it, and. At first it was like, oh, like, oh my God, this thing. But I love cleaning. (laughs) Uh, So so like when we were like, I was like, oh no, I think we have to clean the entire fridge. I think everything has to come out and get wiped Uh (laughs) out.
2: I guess we have no choice.
5: (laughs) Uh-oh, it looks like we have to take all the drawers out and like clean them individually. (laughs) So it was, it was like shocking to see that uh, because both of us didn't know what like it was it was like someone had like shaken something up in the fridge and just let it like explode. There was just iced coffee mm. everywhere in there. Um but then it turned out to be very uh, <laughs> satisfying.
1: Did you have to throw out all your food?
5: No, uh m- most of everything was in a container, so it was everything needed to be like wiped <laughs> you have a lot down, of loose food but there
1: was not any like <laughs> I kind of I feel like I have a lot of like loose produce, you know. Sure. Okay, around. sure, sure.
5: Uh, my wife just went to the grocery store yesterday, and like uh, pr- the produce was nice. still in produce nice. bags. So, nice. so it, none of our produce was like out or or whatever. So, uh, but so yeah, we didn't we didn't have any we didn't have to throw anything out. We just had to like wipe a lot of things down, and then it Ugh. was too late. And we were both too hungry to uh, to make breakfast, so I was like, "Why don't we just order breakfast instead?" So, what a great um, morning! Sounds
2: like a win all <laughs> around. Yeah,
5: yeah. It, was, it, it turned out to be a big win, but it was it was a it was a shock. Uh, and that's probably that, when you said scary. That it. was the first thing that came to mind. So that's that's about as used to being scared as I am. <laughs> I love
2: that. Also, ordering breakfast. It feels like such a a little indulgence. I true anytime I do it I'm like mm-hmm. I mean this is a meal you don't even have to eat technically <laughs> it's and, a luxury, and
5: I'm yeah. ordering mm-hmm.
3: for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: It, anytime I order food that I know how to cook and can and can make myself, I feel a little bad. But like breakfast is one of those things where it just makes me huh, feel kind of real treat. treat. Like I'm like I have I have all of these things in my house. I
4: could just make this right now, but mm-hmm.
5: someone else made it for
2: mm-hmm. me. Um. All right, Adel, how we doing? Uh, Adel,
4: what about you? Uh, it wasn't in the last week. It was probably in the last ten days. But I Counts. am. I'm someone who stays up until like four or five a.m. Typically,
3: oh my god, a
4: bit of a night owl. And I was so maybe like ten days ago or so, I was up late watching. um, Someone turned me on to the show Evil on Paramount Plus. I've watched it, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. And so I was watching that. It was probably like two or two thirty in the morning, and my porch light on my house was off. I, I never never really leave it on. And I, out of the corner of my eye, through the window that leads to the, that shows like the area of the porch, I saw a flashlight kind of swinging <gasps> back and forth. Oh, like, no. and I was like, is someone jogging with a headlamp or like,
5: oh, I didn't know. was too like too late to
4: be jogging. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be
5: surprised. But it's appropriate
4: to have a headlamp if you're
5: going oh, jog- go to be jogging. That's true,
2: but very scary.
4: Yes. Someone was spelunking and ended up in <laughs>
2: Chicago.
3: Where am um, I?
4: But I was so confused by the light and it was getting closer and closer. And then it was it was absolutely 100 percent on my porch and then it disappeared. And so I was like, "Uh, I need to go investigate this. So I kind of waited until I no longer saw the flashlight. I went out onto my porch. And what it was is that Amazon apparently delivers at all hours at some No, times? that
2: is oh, fucked up. my God. That's- it was a drone? No, it was a human. It was a drone. I don't think it was
4: a drone. No, I think it was a human. Oh, it was a human. But they okay. had a flashlight because they had to... Um, They have to take a picture <gasps> of it or something, like, on the porch. So it was, like, a weird thing of, like, someone... I, oh, do they contract that- people out? Do they, like... I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But someone in the middle of the night delivered a package on my porch and used a flashlight and a flash on their phone. That
2: that's feels like that wild. makes that job far too high risk. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you're, like, yeah. walking up to people's homes at 2 a.m. with a flashlight. Like, that's... Yeah. Wait, that's You can't be doing that. There have yeah. been many... I
1: feel like many exposés about how Amazon really mistreats their workers. But that's new. That's a new yeah, one. I didn't like know, that. Like I did doing, know that. They're just, like, they're doing deliveries 24-7. Also, like, no, thank you. Please do not come up to my porch at 3 a.m. with a package. And a flashlight. I will, right. I will say I did not need it at that hour. Right. Whatever I had in that package, I did not need. It. Not at that. Not at two in the morning.
3: Oh no! Yeah, unless
4: you're getting like an insulin delivery, I don't think there's any reason. <laughs> yeah. For it. yeah. And then, the other question was, what's our relationship to scary movies? Yes. So, yes. so I'll start that. Uh, I'll start first in that regard. I uh, one of my first memories going to the theater was going to see Never Ending Story, which isn't oh. which isn't technically a scary movie, but I remember small bits, but I, but my mom says she had to take me out of the theater at some point, because every time Falcor came on, I would scream and cry.
3: Oh, it's oh. kind of freaky!
4: Yeah, at first she moved me to the back of the theater, and then eventually th- she had to take me out, because people were like, please shut up that kid. <laughs> so I so that's like my first movie memory is being terrified by Falcor. Or through, I, I, I don't remember it, but my mom tells me about it. Mm-hmm. And then as I grew up, I guess I, I don't know if that like galvanized me or something, <laughs> but I more and more could watch grown-up stuff and be okay, and I was maybe like Ten and my parents would watch Twin Peaks when it Mm. was airing, Mm -hmm. and I would just sit on the couch with them and watch it. And I didn't understand murder and all this stuff, but I would just watch it. And then I saw Beetlejuice probably at like ten or eleven, and which is more horror comedy or dark comedy, yeah. Um, But then it just kind of steamrolled into. Um, seeing all these horror films and being totally fine with it and like giddy, it, it like made me happy. And I love going to like haunted houses and uh, not uh, real, quote unquote, real haunted houses, but like commercial, you know, Halloween we era. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at some point I associated horror with like giddiness and and like having fun and like being excited. That's cool. So I really uh, af- from that point on was just like let's do this. I, I want to watch every horror film and every scary movie and do, do it all. So I'm I have a very good relationship with horror films and I love them. Absolutely adore them.
1: Wow. I, I love hearing people's origin stories about when they decided that they loved horror movies. It's so interesting yeah. because you can go on either direction. Right. A lot of people yeah. have that experience and they're like no thank you I'm never watching that content I to be again. too
2: scary when I saw it as uh-huh. a kid, I was like, I, I, I don't like, I don't like this guy.
4: <laughs> I will say there was a moment where I think there's a moment where, uh, well, I know there's, there's a moment where <laughs> Beetlejuice like snakes pop out of his head. <gasps>
1: yes, I remember that,
4: and I was a little terrified. And then my mom leaned over and said, "That's the same guy who played Batman," and I had seen Batman, <laughs> I had seen Michael Keaton's Batman, and was obsessed with it. And so I think that. Instance is what that that one moment is what gave me permission to be like, this is fun. What a great mom move. To be like, I feel
2: like the energy that you're scared. Let me just give you a little bit of information. That's nice. The minute
4: I was like, oh, that's the actor who played Batman is now acting scary. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is fun, and I can Mm -hmm. really sit back and enjoy myself. Um, so I think that's when it kind of clicked mentally that that scary movies are fun and okay and not something to like be terrified of.
1: Oh my god bless your mom. Yeah, that's cool. Doing the Lord's work. It's really cool. Mm
5: -hmm. It's a wild thing because parents probably like think really hard about, like, oh, how do I want to raise my child? And I want to have this intention with raising my child. And then they'll be like, that's the actor that played Batman. And that was like the most pivotal thing that they did. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yep. So it's terrifying. It's terrifying to be a parent. You yeah. uh, have no control. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, and I would say uh, I'm, I'm pretty ambivalent to uh, the idea of, of horror movies. I don't necessarily seek them out, but I don't avoid them mm-hmm. by the same token. Uh, if if someone else wants to watch a horror, horror movie, I will watch it. I, I think my main goal uh, uh, maybe a gripe with horror movies is I think like the genre uh, or the category is sometimes misapplied. It, I, it's probably mm. the same with like a lot of thing, a lot of comedy movies. I'm like, oh, that was an interesting movie to watch. I wouldn't necessarily say that that was uh-huh. a comedy. Yeah. Uh, and, and we watched this movie, and you know, it was classified as a horror thriller. And I, I don't know. I don't feel like I was necessarily
1: scared or thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, I know. I I felt
1: wow. the same way. I'm the scaredy cat in, in the bunch. Well, this is
2: also Stephen King and Cronenberg. I'm like, so I know. how how is it not scary or thrilling? I mean,
5: maybe it's from, it's just because it was from like 83 and maybe like, like culturally things have changed for how we are scared or thrilled. But I I would say like on a scale of, you know, one to 10, this is a one. This is, this is like a vanilla cake, vanilla icing
4: horror movie.
3: Like it's, it's, there's
4: really not much
5: to it. There may be like a couple parts where you'd be like,
4: Ooh, but that's it. That's about it. Okay. This must've been around the time that Cronenberg did the brood, which Mm. is terrifying. So
2: (laughs) yes, that's been recommended to us. And there's got to be a reason.
4: <laughs> I feel like maybe he did this film, and then people were like, "Like amp, amp it up, buddy!" And then he did The Brood because, yeah, wow. this was not. This is pretty tame.
2: Pretty tame. Is there some body horror?
4: Yes, there's one specific f- scene that we will get to. I think yeah. at some point, but uh, yeah, I think yeah. we. I
2: mean, we got to get to
4: it involving some scissors. <laughs>
2: so for this movie, then had you guys not seen it before and you were curious about it?
4: I'd never seen it. The only relationship I had with this was when I was younger. Uh, I used to watch a lot of USA Network. Oh, um, sure. God, uh-huh. God bless its little soul. And I remember <laughs> there were certain shows like Parker Lewis Can't Lose and whatever else. And then Dead Zone was one with Anthony Michael Hall. Mm-hmm. And I always saw the trailer or the mm. the previews on USA, but I just never watched it. So I, I that's what I knew it as, is a TV show. So when JPC was like, the Dead Zone, I was like, the TV show? And he's like, no, it's a movie first. <laughs> so that was my only relationship with the movie.
2: Okay. It was a mo- so it was a book, movie first, then a TV show. Mm-hmm. And
5: I, I guess I had heard about this movie because it has, like, a great cast. It's got, like... A great a, cast.
2: And it's, like, well... Re- like, the ratings are high on it. Super high. It's,
5: it's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. But, again, that must have been from critic reviews that came out when the movie came right. out, obviously. So, you know, it's... I think anything after, like, 40 years is just going to be a little dated in, in, uh-huh. in that regard anyway. But, but yeah, I mean, it's... I I, I don't think... It it must not be rated really high as a horror movie. Maybe it's just people like, hey, it's a good movie. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I maybe have issues with both of those things. But
4: <gasps> wow,
2: but, <laughs>
4: well, this is '83. This is back when like consumption was scary. Like,
2: I, I'm not. Right. I'm not. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> yeah. judge
5: it on its merits. It is from like it is from '83. <laughs> so this movie came out before I was born. So it's like you know, yeah. I, I have, yeah, to, I have too, to judge it too. there too. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) We do, but we have done a lot of movies from the 80s that are very scary, that are quite terrifying and do lean in more to like gore and horror. And this is trying to be more of like a psychological thriller, I think, at the end of the day. And for that reason, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, oh, I walked in thinking I was going to be forced to watch a completely different movie. Okay. I was thinking I was watching a Cronenberg. I was going to be disturbed and not be able to sleep at night. Instead, I just fell into Christopher Walken's deep blue eyes
2: and (laughs) stayed there for two hours. (laughs) It's a nice place to be.
1: This was super
4: fun because it's the first movie I've seen where Christopher, this is like pre Christopher Walken being a, can I curse on this show?
3: Absolutely, mm-hmm. being
4: like a fucking cartoon character,
3: <laughs> right. like Jack,
4: Ni- like like J- how Jack Nicholson is, where it's like right. you want the voice, I'll give you the voice. So when the film started and he was like, "Hello, it's nice to meet you. My name is Johnny Smith." I was like, "What is? Oh my god, he's like acting yeah. versus playing being Christopher walking, playing it up." Yeah. yeah, it was so shocking to see him be, I guess, "quote unquote" normal. That's rude to say. Sorry, Christopher Walken.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is um, yeah, he's a fa- he's a fan, so he yeah. he's offended.
5: On the flip side of what Hindley was saying, I, I felt like I was more disappointed in this movie because it wasn't like scary mm-hmm. you, or because or, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, the scary movie podcast. I should see like a very terrifying movie. Mm-hmm. And I did just end up watching like a, a very, you know, like safe movie. And uh-huh. I was like, which is fine. But it's just I, I kind of did want to be like. Spooked. You know, I was I was expecting like, like hereditary, and I oh got my like a, I got like a just like a normal like child's birthday party where everyone just has a piece of cake and some ice cream, and then we yeah, It was great. <laughs> it
2: was oh great. Oh man! So Henley, you're just I mean the, your smile is so big. You are so happy
1: <laughs> to have not had to watch a scary movie. I will say there's definitely some like children's stuff being threatened. Okay. There's, definitely, like, some, there's murder. There's, there's, in, there's intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do trivia. So um, I'll just give you guys some fun facts about it. Love it. So speaking of high ratings, yeah, it has a seven point two on out of ten on IMDB, ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-nine percent on Metacritic. Nice. It had a budget of around seven million and it made twenty one million at the box office. So I'm fine. Okay. I guess, you know, for this time, I don't know, it's that's like that big <laughs> of a success, but it did well.
4: 7 million?
1: Was that gazebo 2 million? (laughs) I honestly think it was because when I was reading all the fun facts. No, we're
2: talking about a good gazebo? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it rivals the gazebo and the conjuring. Yeah, we we, we love a good gazebo.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And for all the listeners in the South, gazebo.
1: Gazebo. gazebo. Um, when I was reading, when I was like gathering the IMDb trivia, there were so many points about the gazebo, and I didn't honestly didn't even include them because I was like, who cares about this gazebo? But it was referenced <laughs> a lot. It was a big <laughs> deal that they built the gazebo. It
5: was, it was a big, a big it was a big gazebo too. Like it was not, the word I, in gazebo my mind, a gaze- is
2: sounding absolutely insane to me right (laughs) now. I've never heard it said so many times
5: in
3: a row and my
2: brain is like, what are we talking about?
5: For those of you who don't know, a gazebo is the thing that cleans the ice on a hockey
2: rink.
4: Yeah. Uh, It's also also one of the main characters in Yo Gabba Gabba.
3: (laughs) Gazebo! Gazebo! Yeah,
2: it's, it's a weird word anyway. But the town
1: in Toronto that did build it, it still exists. So if oh, anyone wants to go visit God. it, you can go see it. You can get a lot of people get married there and get, sure, get their wedding photos pretty, in that's that That's gazebo. what gazebos,
2: I think, are are mainly used for, if
1: I, yeah, had, if I, I yeah. had to guess. Yes.
2: I think you're right. It's a great gazebo at the end of the first Twilight movie. Sorry, I keep going.
4: <laughs> it's good for a lot of women to faint and then fan themselves. Mm-hmm. A fainting gazebo. In like the 1800s. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: So uh, if Christopher Walken hadn't been in this, Bill Murray was considered to play That's this
4: interesting. Role. Wow. Wild. Totally would have been very mm-hmm. different yeah, I don't know.
1: It was composed by Michael Kamen and recorded by the London National Philharmonic Orchestra at Abbey Road Studios. It's it's a very intense score, like a full orchestra score. Mm -hmm. Okay. During the time that the composer was um, composing the music for this film, he got lots of complaints from his neighbors, (laughs) um, including one note that said, can you please stop playing that music? I can't sleep, and it's giving my family nightmares. Oh, wow. That feels made up, but that's uh, in IMDb, so we don't I don't fact. contest it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the director, David Cronenberg, he would fire a gun loaded with blanks off camera to make Christopher Walken flinch when he he touches people and he feels things, he flinches. There's a gun being fired off camera to get those realistic flinches. Can
5: I say that's uh, that's insane. That's wholly <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. And
4: also, realistic uh, flinches is now my uh garage <laughs> rock band name.
1: Uh, so hold <laughs> on. Is is
4: that I can't wrap my head around that. Is that the opposite of method acting, or is that method acting?
2: I, th- I think it's the opposite.
4: Because <laughs> if you're reacting to a real gun, that's method. But then if you need that to act, it's not method. Is this I like a catch-22? I think it's not
1: because he's <laughs> okay. not he's not act in in the in the character. He's yeah. not reacting to a gun.
4: Yes, it's, yes, it's the actor. Yeah. yeah. It, fair it, enough, fair enough.
5: It's the same type of acting where you put a bunch of peanut butter in a horse's mouth to make it look like the horse is talking. It's the that's it's the it's a one to one of
3: that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's like how like if we when we do tribute for movies, especially in like earlier horror movies where um treatment to of all people on set was fucking <laughs> awful um but well you get a lot of trivia about like the director would like whisper sh- like mean things in their ear to make them really oh, upset yeah. and it's like that sort of thing where it's like i don't know that we have to do that
4: yeah you're the birds and the shining like all the leading ladies being uh, absolutely harassed yeah
2: it's like maybe don't uh, that's yeah a, it's not really acting and and I feel like a flinch, the thing about a flinch is is you're surprised, right? Which I think is the effect of the gun. But if you know in the script when it's happening, even if you hear the gun, I'm not surprised. I don't know. I'm just confused by that logic.
1: Well, I don't know. It worked for Christopher Walken because he was excellent in this film. Great. It was A plus acting. It works. I loved every second of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Talking
4: uh, Atticus uh, flinch uh, over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, so. Last one. Speaking of, actually two more. Speaking of um, (laughs) actors having not a great time on set, a stuntman was severely burned around the legs and groin when a squib went off too close to him during the shooting of the World War II flashback sequence. Oh, Oh, no. And that was such a short scene. All that for nothing. So deeply unnecessary. Deeply unnecessary for that to
5: happen. Terrible. Squibs are for blood, right? I don't. Was there a lot of blood in that scene?
4: I thought it was just like,
1: that's a good point. Yes, there was I, almost no blood. Maybe I they know cut know they cut
2: the
4: scenes
1: because he, got, he hurt. got
2: burned and it was. Oh. <sighs> yeah, wow. Oh, 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 oh.
5: So, but it also sounds like he was. I mean, it, it, it burned his groin. So it sounds like they had a scene in there where someone got like shot in the groin. <laughs>
1: There's why? a lot more to the doctor's yeah. backstory than you know, <laughs> yeah,
3: got yeah, very, got unnecessary,
1: very unnecessary. <laughs> That's oh, not, man. I, don't, I don't love that. We're wishing the best to that stuntman. Hope you're. I hope you're healing up.
2: 40 years later. 50 years later? Uh, I hope you're healing. 40 (laughs) years
5: later. Sorry. Sorry to that man now in heaven. uh, And I hope he is healing. But it was actually really cool to see because there was a lot of squibs used in this movie. And it's like, it's really nice to see squib usage in movies because you just don't see like practical effects anymore. So seeing like... I mean this is you know there's obviously no CGI in this movie so seeing the practical effects as uh, some of them were pretty bad but they also looked it was just like refreshing to see.
2: Yeah, it's like you can tell when something is really happening even if it yeah. doesn't look like how it would in real life the fact that it is actually happening is it just adds yeah.
1: that's more depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, The last thing I'm going to tell you guys is that Johnny's mother. So Christopher Walken's mother is played by Jackie Burroughs. This actress honestly terrifies me. Mm. Um, She's only four years older than Christopher Walken. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Four years okay. older.
4: This is like uh, Wilford Brimley Tom Cruise disease. Who is I don't know I don't know what that
1: I don't know what the details. So there's
4: something where I think it was the the last Mission Impossible Tom Cruise did. He was the same age as when Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. If you've ever seen that movie, yes. And if you look at the pictures, it's it looks like two different species of. Well, alien. I
2: mean, Tom is inhuman. <laughs> Tom is
1: untouchable.
4: Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. He has the power of Scientology. That's wild. I mean, he's 60 years old. He's He's, which I feel like for some people is old, and for some people it's not. But that's Ooh. pretty wild. I'm still in shock
5: about that statistic that you just said about that actor being four, years? four
2: years older. Four.
5: Ugh. Oh, oh, boy!
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> <Four>. boy! <laughs> yeah, four. I don't. I haven't seen it, so I can't picture it. Um, but I, I really don't love like what that says about no. Um. The, you know, all romantic pairings. The woman is the woman's twenty years younger and it's like she's four years older, she's his mom. <laughs> like, I don't know. Usually I hate
1: that. Usually I hate yeah. and I feel like I'm really sensitive to it where I'm like, oh, that woman is clearly not old enough to be someone's mother. But in this case, it looks like case, it. she it looks old to me. Well yeah. yeah. did they do they might have
2: done her up, right? To look older, maybe. I don't know. Or does Christopher Walken look really young?
3: I feel is like that he really doesn't rude
1: of me to say. Sorry, Jackie Burroughs, but you're looking old as F in this film, <laughs> oh and film.
3: Oh my God. And how. she's listening, Henley. Sorry to you in
1: heaven. She,
5: she she's not in it for long. Because yeah. she does die, and so you mostly see the dad in the movie who also looks old. So maybe in my mind, maybe if I saw another picture of her, I'd be like, oh, no, she does look young. And I'm just thinking about how old the dad looked and, like, aging her comparatively to that. This is my me trying to be as gracious <laughs> as possible. <well>. I <laughs> think like, with,
4: with stuff like uh, Golden Girls, where I think Estelle Getty was the youngest of the four, mm-hmm. and she played their mom, I do start Mm -hmm. to wonder of like what that did to their psyche of like if they're sitting in their trailer just being like this sucks like (laughs) that would suck
3: of course it would affect
1: you of course it would man all right should we watch the trailer yes please we
2: should watch the trailer
3: you've been in a coma johnny for how long five years the house is burning your daughter's in the house it's not too late you're the talk of the town because i got my head bashed in and i'm still here to talk about it
0: because you have the power of second sight
3: i don't know whether it's true or not these psychic powers of yours i'm at my wit's end john i could use your help it has to do with these murders we've been having the castle rock killer God has seen fit to bless you with this gift. You should use it. Bless me. Not only can you see the future,
1: I can change it.
2: This looks great.
4: (laughs) I will say that's the original trailer. That is better than any trailer I've seen in the last 20 years.
2: It's a great
4: (laughs) trailer. That is a phenomenal trailer. I
5: almost wish I had watched that movie.
2: <laughs> oh, right. interesting. Okay, that, wow. That looks Here like we a go. Way,
4: that looks like a way better movie than what I watched. That's thing. Mm. Every trailer I've seen in the last 20 years is some like song, and then to the beat of the song, it's like punch, 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 shot, shot, kick, explosion, punch, punch, punch. Yeah. That's all every trailer is, is is putting to rhythm action to the song. It's exhausting.
2: Are you thinking about the bullet train trailer? Because that's what comes to mind. <laughs> well, Starting
4: you... with Atomic Blonde, I believe the, the that oh, the Terrence wow. movie. Yeah, but yeah. The every Theron. every trailer s- since then has the exact same thing, which is music with action well, set to the beat.
5: Uh, Henley, Adel, you both watched this movie. Am, am I insane? Is that is that, mo- is that movie that they just described in the trailer? <laughs> like a having different an existential movie? crisis
2: about this movie.
4: That trailer was phenomenal. But
1: they did take they took the plot line that mostly exists at the end of the movie yeah. and made it seem like yes. it's the only the plot movie. line. That existed. Oh, the, okay. the trailer's like the last 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Because I want I do want to see this movie. Um this cast. Wow. I loved seeing this cast in this trailer. Um I also, it looks like, I mean, we'll get there, but it looks like uh Martin Sheen's playing a bad guy, which like,
3: oh yeah, the president
2: oh, of the United I States. I can't wait till we get to
3: uh, the Martin Sheen
2: character. He's <laughs> honestly. Do y'all watch The West Wing? Did anybody watch The West Wing? I did. I've never
5: seen it. I watched all of The
2: West Wing. Oh my god, it's so good. You should watch it. It, it well, it's like I think comforting in this moment to be like, wow, look at ha- look at a good president. But also, <sighs> it's uh, like fucking <sighs> it's probably infuriating. D- it's really like, depressing. In, this is it's basically a fantasy. It's a 100 fantasy, it, but it's yeah. great. Martin Sheen is great in it.
4: He's playing a villain in this to the tune of like Jake Gyllenhaal and Oakjaw. If you saw that, just yes. like anime Coked level, out. like <laughs> it, like oh, what, Yeah,
2: I love that. In like him. a level
4: one, yeah, in like a level one acting class, what you imagine the worst student would do as a villain, that's what he's doing here. But somehow, but it it, works, since it's Martin Sheen, you're like got it. Oh, I got. It. I wanted to ask Emily mm. as a Tom Cruise fan. Mm-hmm. Did you? Are you into Tom Skerritt?
2: <laughs> do, from, top, it, from Top Gun. I mean, fucking yes, yeah. Top Gun. In
4: Top Gun, Tom Skerritt is impossibly handsome.
2: Oh, he's very handsome in Top yeah. Gun.
4: Here he's he's like a B
5: yes, he's not.
2: He's, he's, possibly,
3: he's
5: possibly handsome. Yeah. He's
2: possibly <laughs> handsome. We,
5: we were saying everybody in this movie, he's almost everyone in this movie has bright blue eyes. And I think mm-hmm. Tom yeah. Skerritt and Christopher mm-hmm. Walken have these big blue eyes in this
1: movie. Pools. Mm-hmm. Azure mm-hmm. pools, mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. 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 They're huge. They're like bugging out of their heads. Yeah. It's very dramatic. <laughs> but wow. is that a thing in the 80s where like everyone had blonde, blue eyes and blonde hair? You know, they were like pushing, pushing a real like blonde hair agenda. I, I feel
5: think like. so. I think they were. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So maybe one, one sort of overall kind of handsome and it was, you mm-hmm. know, pretty white. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a big, a big part of what it is, is it was like, isn't <laughs> well, this the physical white. ideal? Don't we like yeah. this look? The
4: coded language of you have movie star looks. It's yeah, like, yeah. We, we get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah.
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means? We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com/2scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website, and put in 2scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com/2scary and use the code and password 2scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash twoscary, code and password 2Scary for $100 off your first six bottles.
0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother
0: your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
3: If it works, um, it works. Okay, should we do it? Should we just jump in? We should freaking do yeah, it. Yeah,
5: we we should.
3: JPC
2: Addle, take it away. However you guys want to do it, I'm ready to hear this movie. Well, I think
5: piggybacking off of like movie star good looks, we start this movie <laughs> by seeing Christopher Walken teaching in a classroom, and he is wearing the worst wig. I, I mean...
2: Is it a wig? Oh, my God. I, is that the one in the trailer with like the little bangs? Yep. If it's not a wig, <laughs> you're if right.
4: It has to be a wig.
2: Those I, little I, bangs really don't cross my mind. That's how like
1: um gullible I am. I'm like, that's just what he looks like. So
4: <laughs> well, he's wearing this wig and then at some point early on they time dash like five years in the future and he looks 20 years younger yeah. Which, is, yeah which is because they took the wig off the, the wig is meant to de-age him because the the, the, the
5: movie starts and then there's a five-year gap but so the movie starts he's teaching in a classroom he sees his um his girlfriend who's also a teacher they go out after school to a roller coaster that they're on alone. Uh, just okay. them, it's just them. And then Chris sure. Walking gets a headache, right, on the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is like a precursor to his like, you know, head troubles to come. Uh, but if the headache like, bothers them, they go out, uh, he doesn't want to stay over at his girlfriend's house. Um, they kiss in the rain. He starts driving back home and gets in a uh, a milk truck, like a
4: <laughs> this scene this scene annoyed me so much because a giant A a guy carrying what has to be 5 million gallons of milk (laughs) at at midnight on a country road, which is, maybe that's how things were done in 83, but this is exhausting. You gotta get
2: the milk from point A to point B somehow. It's true, yeah. Emily,
4: touche. (laughs) So he's driving this milk truck, and something happens where the, the, it's not the caboose. Yeah, I guess the caboose (laughs) of the semi comes loose. The the milk section comes loose. Uh Uh-huh. His front part of the truck drives off into the ditch and the milk, the caboose turns sideways and just skids for what must be 20 minutes. Now, Christopher Walken, this is almost like this is almost a one for one for I think it's Austin Powers 2. When that slow forklift is coming towards the security guard. (laughs) Yeah. The milk truck is coming towards Christopher Walken. He has has ample time. Endless time. Endless time to (laughs) hit the brakes, to swerve, to put the car in reverse. And he just like (laughs) eyes wide drives straight into it. It is bonkers.
5: I I will say that I think it could have the movie could have been edited better in a way that made it seem like the crash was way more inevitable. The way that it was edited seems like he was like, oh, man, a milk truck. Mm, What do I do? Well, I'm not going to be able to break. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) it was also just so many steps for the accident to happen. Like he can just run into the truck. Why does this? There's so many different components of the accident. Is the milk crucial to the plot in any way, or that's just the? I really thought there was going to be. I thought the driver or something was going to be involved in the plot because he also like is a car crash. That's yes, the only plot that point that matters.
4: Okay. It's all that matters. It would be one thing if he hit the milk truck and then it did his body good. And then it's like, it had to be milk. <laughs> yeah. No other substance would <laughs> It had to be milk. <laughs> he needed
2: <Yeah>. the calcium.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> big milk is starting in 83. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to this take This is the beginning charge. of the Got Milk
2: campaign. I, yeah. I think it must have mm. been a
5: milk truck because they were like, well, it can't be a fuel truck. Fuel truck would explode. What's the sure. one thing that it could be in a truck that won't explode? And then it's milk. And so.
2: Yeah, sure.
5: <laughs> he gets in the big milk accident. Um, and then. <laughs> And then uh, the, I think he we see his his girlfriend visit him in the hospital. He's wearing full bandages. He's he looks all all messed up. And then the next scene, the doctor wakes him up and tells him. And he, Christopher Walken, he is truly he is truly hamming it up here. Uh, at one point he like he like raises his hands he does like this weird like slow motion like robot and like touches his face and he's wondering why he doesn't have any scars or anything and then the doctor tells him it's been 5 years he's been in a coma for five, he's years. doing the
4: thing. If you've ever seen Face Off, the yes. thing that I think it's John—is it Nicholas Cage's character that he does to his daughter? Really hard to say, honestly, because <laughs> Travolta and Cage whole switch point.
5: characters. I think it's
4: Nicholas Cage does the thing to his daughter where it's like a waterfall fingers down her face. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. that he does to be like it's me. That's how you know it's me. Walken does that to himself, and it's <laughs> very, very weird.
2: Okay, sure. <laughs>
1: Um, and this is the first moment this happens multiple times and throughout my notes, multiple moments of this when he finds out, well, oh, his parents come in Yeah, and his mom looks old as hell. She does. She <laughs> does. <laughs> I saw her in the trailer and I was like, well, yeah, she looks old. And he asks about his girlfriend, whose name is Sarah. Yeah. And she's she says that, you know, she's married to someone else. And then oh,
5: can, can, I, can I say her exact phrase yes. is she's turned her back on you. And I was like, what, what a way to say that. Five years okay, in a coma? I'm sorry.
2: I think I think if your boyfriend is in a coma for five years, you're allowed to move on with your you're life. You're fine. I, I, I go ahead. Joel. Yeah. If you're listening and, I'm, and you fucking better be. Uh, if I'm going to come in for five years, you're allowed to move on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> four and a half? No. Five years.
2: Yeah. Once we hit four, four years, six months, time to move on. He's he's never going to find someone else who likes cheddar sweets, though. He's not. Oh, no. Good
1: fucking (laughs) luck, bitch. Yeah.
5: If I were Joel, I'd be I'd just wait. (laughs) I would wait
2: Wait with cheddar sweets in hand.
4: There was a satisfying moment that that happened, I think, slightly before the crash, maybe where he Walken's character, for some reason, is obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe. Yes.
5: He's like a teacher.
4: I think he teaches that. I don't know if that's a bigger plot point in the in the book, but he's nonstop uh, reciting the Raven.
2: Man, Stephen King loves to make a like English protagonist.
4: Yeah. I think he was a English teacher.
2: I think so. Yeah, he basically. Writing. It's all like, well, they're kind of like me.
4: Yeah, It's like if you've ever read John Irving, every John Irving book, he's like a wrestler in New Hampshire uh, slept
2: with an older woman. Sort and of it's like, like the physical ideal. Yeah. And, yeah. Um... <laughs> it's like yeah. we get a John Irving. This is
4: when King was making the
5: characters like actually just versions of himself. Later mm-hmm. in King's career, he just started putting himself right in the fucking books. So, yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: What I was going to say, he keeps talking about Edgar Allan Poe, and there's a point where he talks about uh, Sleepy Hollow and I was like oh that's so cool because Walken eventually played the Headless Horseman so it's oh, kind of a cool, cool oh. yeah it's kind of a neat little thing I do like that Henley
5: you were saying the oh, mother in the hospital
1: so I wrote down one other quote okay so two things one the quote that she says that I wrote down she cleaves onto another man <laughs> so oh. <much.
3: laughs> She so just speaks, She's this
1: like religious yeah. oriented character yes. with like no other reason okay. for it except that she speaks like she's in an old English play. I was play. just
2: like, hey, your son just woke up from a five year coma. Maybe like forget about his old girlfriend. OK, let's, but- let's move on.
3: <laughs>
1: the thing that happens is that he... Weeps. He puts his hands over his head. Yeah. He weeps, and I gotta tell you, this movie is a drama. Like yeah. people yeah. are crying.
2: Like sad things are well, happening. That would be. That's a lot to take in. You've been in a yeah. coma for five years. Life as you know it has passed you by. That's a, I would be sad.
4: I did. I uh, sort of extrapolating. I honestly think Sarah left him because he hit specifically a milk truck. <laughs> I think if it had been, <laughs> she brain, saw the crash <laughs> happen and was like, "Why yeah. did he
2: fucking break?" Uh,
4: if it was just like textiles or grain, you know, yeah. if it was anything textiles. else, but I think if you hear on the news, your boyfriend hit a milk truck, It's uh, humiliating. It's yeah, yeah.
2: Humiliating. <laughs> no, that's not my boyfriend, actually. No, 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 That's a great point. I didn't even think
1: about that. That opens up the movie to me in a whole nother way. That was way. kind of sort no, of a no. casual thing. Did
4: he say boyfriend? Because we're not. No.
5: The best part is now post coma. He has regular Christopher Walken hair. He is like no longer hair. wearing the wig. Thank <laughs> the Lord.
2: Oh, man. OK.
5: Um, OK. So, yeah. So that's that's the that's the coma. Um, he I think he goes pretty immediately is he, he's he's living with his parents again. But he also he's he, he's learning to walk again because he's his mm. body's so atrophied. Right. That, um, you see him, I think, in the trailer. He's got like a cane. So he's like uh-huh. he's learning to walk. There's a very fun scene with a an actor who's only in it for a minute. The guy who's teaching him to walk again. Uh, who? What does he say, Adel? He says something like he wants to see him. Ch- oh, uh, chug
4: along or chug. Yeah. I want to see you chugging.
3: Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> I Is didn't that know a milk was
4: a term. milk
5: chug? chug. It
3: must be. <laughs> Is he making fun of
4: him? I'd, he says, "I'd like. i really like to see you do some serious chugging."
2: He's totally roasting him.
4: I think uh, J- uh, JPC and I were watching the movie together, and I think I paused it and I said, I never knew. I, I will say this. Adel made me write down in my notes what he said. He said, you should be walking, not sitting. And he said, oh, said, brutal. make sure you write that down. And I said, okay. And he goes, write it down. And I said, I'll write it down. Well, t- <laughs> for, for, the un, for the listeners on Nuance, I meant W A L K E M. I what want I was to see you walking. Yeah. Walking, walk yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I I never have in my life heard chugging as like an ambulatory, like a movement term. No. Chugging I, for like a locomotion, of course. Of course.
5: What, we're also missing a critical thing that I, I'm sorry, i sorry. I just breezed right past it. While he's in the hospital, a nurse is helping him um, and he touches the nurse's hand. And that's the first time he has whatever these like flashes that he gets are. He, he sees a flash of. Um, a little girl in a room that is burning and then like Christopher Walken is laying in his bed and that room is on fire which is a really Mm -hmm. cool practical effect. Best
4: scene in the movie. You Mm -hmm. you can see like his
5: torso is under like the bed in a weird way like he's not laying in a bed he's standing in a bed and the room is on fire it's very cool but yeah so he notices he's like you gotta go home now because your daughter's at home and the house is on fire and then the nurse runs home and saves the daughter because her house is on fire. I
2: mean I love in a movie where someone just believes something like that because it's like what what are the stakes? He's wrong. Okay, he, he knows yeah. her
5: name. He knows her her daughter's name. And Amy. She's like,
2: her Amy. name is Amy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you imagine?
4: Oh, so close your eyes, everyone. Picture
2: you're a nurse. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you walk in to check on a patient to be like, how are the vitals? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need water? Do you Amy, need food? How just are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you you're just doing your job. You walking into a room to take vitals. Immediately, a patient grabs your hand and says, "Your daughter's on fire." Well, like how? What's the math to like? I don't know man I comprehend what's happening. I, I think I you got to go you go got to believe him. You, you got to believe him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would believe him absolutely. I mean I believe that it was Christopher Walken's real hair in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I, <guess laughs> I would believe you him. Don't sell me anything. <laughs>
4: this girl is on fire. That's what my brain was saying. The next yeah. thing
5: is the doctor comes to visit him and he's I guess he's talking to the doctor and he touches the doctor's hand and mm. he has a vision which is where uh, the man got his uh, groin burnt with the squad mm-hmm. of yeah. World War II. It's a battle. His doctor is a little boy and he's getting separated from his mom. And we Ugh. see that scene and then we see it goes back to the present. And Christopher Walken's like, your mom's still alive. I know where she is. I know like her address.
1: Yeah, he knows oh everything about God. her. Which,
5: which I, so my question was, I don't think they ever really explained it because it wasn't part of the vision. Like. Did he how did he know where she was and her address and her name and all that stuff?
1: That's the magic of this movie is they do not explain one thing about this power that he has. We don't get
2: any rules. We don't get any reasoning. Sometimes he maybe it's just like if the people have something that needs to to be shown, he gets to see it. I think that's it.
4: Yeah, it's it's very strange. The one that was in uh, I think they were speaking Polish. The one that was in Poland, presumably Poland. Walken wasn't there, right? Because in the other ones, he's there. I think in that mm. one, he was not present. I don't That's think a good so. Point. Yeah, yeah he I can not I couldn't remember. Okay.
2: I sort of like when a movie's like, yeah, just don't worry about it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> this is a you really don't have to worry about it,
5: but you do get at this point, oh, he has this like gift of mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it's not even just premonition because this is like he gets to see back in time in this one. So it's yeah, it's mm. the rules for his power are very, I guess, ambiguous. But the the rule is he has the power and he is Great. going to be using it.
1: Great. Love it. And there's another emotional scene where the doctor calls the number that he's yes. given or whatever, and the his mom comes to the phone, but he can't he can't speak because he's to, to moved and oh. then he tells Christopher Walken it just wasn't meant it wasn't meant to be and then they weep and I was weeping and I oh was my like, god I was like this is not a horror movie but no. I
3: love it. oh my I god I love it
5: yeah the, the, it was a little I think the, maybe it was a little scary when the room was on fire and the girl was on fire and she was like screaming that that was like I was like oh that's like shocking but the second vision was just like it was sad like it was just
1: very <laughs> yeah. sad just sad damn.
5: Okay, so if, if I, th- I think then the next scene is Christopher Walken goes to see his ex girlfriend, finds out that she is remarried, finds out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think his parents say that she's remarried, but she tells him uh, she's remarried and she has a kid, and she's like Johnny, it's been five years, and he has a line that's like not for me. Like he has a oh, he has a really oh. devastating
4: line that's like I, I think he says for me, I went to bed and woke up, and you were like no time had passed, <gasps> yeah. you know.
2: Oh, I mean, this is one of those circumstances where it's like, and both of you are right. Yeah, and that's life is the gray area.
4: I do. I just caught myself. I do want to apologize that I said uh, being in a coma is just going to bed. That's not uh, I didn't (laughs) mean to. (laughs) That is not. Yeah. Adel is not a medical doctor.
5: <laughs>
1: uh, I didn't
4: mean to be reductive to those in comas. That's
1: what he's. That's what he said.
2: That's what he. Yeah, is, that is, he, he said. Along those lines,
1: yes. yes. Uh, my apology.
2: That's his experience of the of the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so,
5: uh, so and then, you know, she's like, it's sad, and uh, you know, I miss you, but I've got this husband now, and, and whatever. Um, yeah,
2: that's heartbreaking.
5: It, yeah, there's. The the cuts also in this movie it's like very 1983 where the cuts are hard sharp and and like abrupt and you're mm-hmm. just in the next scene. It mm. was I, the the movie that I watched before this was like a brand new like 2022 movie. It was that um that one the that, gray man the gray man on Netflix like oh, an action did you like it? movie. Uh, it was okay. It was good. Yeah. It was it was like
2: that's sort of what everyone's... It seems like it's sort of like it's fine.
5: It's exactly mm. what you think it's going to be. It's just going to sure. be like an, a bang, bang bang action movie. Um, okay. But the dichotomy between these two movie experiences mm, yeah. with these like <laughs> very like level like scenes, very long like
4: pacing, very abrupt cuts. It was just like yeah. movie making has come a long way.
3: Yeah. It's
0: mm-hmm. almost
4: it's almost like Born Identity cuts, but instead of being the same fight, it's a totally different scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: And way slower. Slow Next it down. Slow it down. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's the, we've talked about this before, Emily, the like 1980s acting and the accents that everyone has. There's like oh, yeah. some kind of like leftover old Hollywood yeah. movie accent that everyone still is kind of using. Mm-hmm. That
4: is my, f- the transit, I think it's called transatlantic accent. Mm. That is my favorite. The old like hey there you what are you doing here? like <laughs> how dare you come what, what was the line the mom
1: says she he, she cleaved onto another man oh. yeah
2: that was a little bit of
1: Dracula the way that you just did that <laughs>
5: she cleaved I... onto another man <laughs>
1: Whenever I do an accent, it always becomes like Transylvania. Yeah.
5: They do a scene to, uh, uh, I think it's one one of the next scenes. And if I'm getting this wrong, I realized as I was watching this movie that I'd have to be recapping it. I'm like, oh, this is not my strength. Uh, It's it's
2: hard, but (laughs) it's going great for me so far. Also, I literally don't, I'm just hearing a story. I couldn't fact check you. I I got no, I'm just like, tell me a thing (laughs) I don't know about.
5: There's a scene where the doctor calls a press conference to like Mm -hmm. tell people about Christopher Walken's gift. And there is a reporter in the front row leaning back in his chair with a leather jacket on, just a total asshole. And he's like, he doesn't, and he's like, yeah, I'm from this journalist. Again. He, doesn't have a, he doesn't have a notebook. He doesn't have a recorder. He, he has nothing on him, just a leather jacket and a bad attitude. But he doesn't believe Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken's like, why should I prove myself to you? And he touches the reporter's hand. And then Christopher Walken starts like learning about like this reporter's sister who killed himself. And the reporter's like, gets. You know he's getting spooked out because Christopher Walken shouldn't know this stuff, and he, he mm. does believe him. But it, it's a it's a it is a very weird scene. But one of the things it's a little foreshadowing to later in the movie. The reporter asks him to read the future about the governor's like election or something, or I think it's the Senate election or something. The that's, Senate, yeah, that's coming up. And Christopher Walken's like, I, I don't know, I don't even know who's running. And I'm like, it's such a weird thing to ask someone who's been in a coma for five years <laughs> about know. a Senate election because. After five years, there's no way. Like, there's no way he could know anything about that. Scene of the and that's election. if he was like
2: really paying attention before he went yeah. into the coma. We don't know what he. Also, can he tell the future? I guess well, we're gonna get there.
4: We don't know what the gift does, and neither uh, does yeah, the okay. reporter. At that, it is. It. Yeah, it's absolutely buck wild. They so he wakes up from a coma. He says to the nurse, "Get home, your daughter's on fire." She was. So that's
2: like the present. He that's yeah. him seeing the present. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So he saw that happening. It was all real. And so he becomes this like known entity. They hold a press conference, and I love that after that the guy's like, "Prove it!" And it's like, <laughs> he, he, like it's like if someone caught a kid jumping out of a building, and they're like, "Prove that you're a hero!" And it's like, "Well, I just I was just a I hero." Just did the yeah. Thing. And then when he does prove it, he touches the guy, and, and like JPC said, like he sees what happened to this guy's sister. The guy yanks his hand away and he's like, get off me, freak, and like storms out. And it's like, he just proved it. Like, yeah. what are you? uh Unbelievable.
1: I also <laughs> love that. You know what's coming. You know what's going to happen. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. so deeply satisfying to have the character who doesn't believe and you get to show them that it's real. That's mm-hmm. what we Even all wish we this, could do. Uh, yeah. Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> all
5: right. So, so that press conference happens. It's being televised live christopher walken's old ass mom is watching it
3: and
4: she's very religious (laughs) she's
5: very religious and she gets so upset that he has this power she has a heart attack or a stroke or something oh god and he goes to visit her in the hospital but she doesn't know where she is and she's like dead the next scene so she she dies pretty immediately oh jeez the
4: face she makes when she has a stroke or heart attack is chilling
5: yeah it's pretty wild yeah okay So so, she dies. The dad is all alone. Christopher Walken goes and moves back in with the dad. Uh, we get another thing. This is maybe my favorite scene in the entire movie because Adele and I both cued into this pretty quickly. The scene opens at the dad's house. Prominent in this frame is the shittiest. Christmas tree. It's the worst tinsel job on a Christmas tree that you've ever seen. It is explained later on in a, in a subsequent scene that the reason it's so bad is because the mom died and she was the one who did that. So it's like bad on purpose, but I was like, Ugh. please let them talk about this because if it's just
4: a set piece, whoever was
5: decorating this. Yeah. Someone so totally r- forgot there's supposed to be a Christmas,
2: so Christmas tree in that set.
4: Yeah, that's the joke we made. No, was no like, I'm
2: ready. I'm, I'm ready. I got the tree.
4: <laughs> They're like, what time of year is this set? Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, ready in five. Ready in five. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you told me to get the tree. I got the tree. The tree's ready to go. Uh.
5: <laughs> the, this is the scene where it's an, the introduction of uh, Sheriff Tom Scarrett, uh, whose name I don't know, but he's played by Tom Scarrett. We, we can
2: call him Tom Scarrett. Yeah, that works.
5: Sheriff, Sheriff Blue Eyes. Um, mm. And he comes to the house asking for Christopher Watkins' help catching the. I want to say Bar Harbor Butcher, but that's Dexter, so yeah. it's not that.
1: Uh, I think it's just Castle Rock Killer. That's
4: it. Oh, yeah. Henry, do you sense. have the sheriff's name? Was it Drod or Drood, or was that the... No,
1: Dodd, the, is,
5: Dodd
4: is the Dodd. other the, okay. uh, deputy.
5: Sorry. I
1: do Sheriff Bannerman. Bannerman.
5: Bannerman. That's right. That's right.
1: B- Bannerman. Bannerman.
5: Yeah, so uh, Bannerman asks um, Christopher Walken, whose name in this is Johnny Smith, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's a very,
4: Bad very name. just like... <laughs> tragically bad name.
5: That fake was one name. of the
1: fun facts, too, was that there was a lot of talk about his how his name seemed fake, but no one changed it. Everyone, yeah. like Stephen King, was like, it seems fake. And David Cronenberg was like, that's a fake name. But they were like, let's just leave it in.
5: There was there was one point in the movie too where he's like trying to be anonymous, and I'm like, well, you can't pick a more anonymous name. Like your name is already Johnny Smith, so it's like you can't go by yeah. anything else. Like
1: I think he just starts going by John, and he's like, no one will know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> also,
1: Stephen
2: King being like, sounds like a fake name. You wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. You wrote it. He's such an (laughs) asshole.
5: It's your fault. So the the sheriff comes to his house. He wants uh, help catching the Castle Rock Killer. He doesn't know how Christopher Walken's gift works. He figures he could help him with it. And Christopher Walken says no. And he just wants to, like, move on with his life. And he's not going to help. And then he does end up helping, and I don't really remember. Was there something that happened in between them? They're him? watching
4: the news, yeah. and they say, like, another 15-year-old woman was murdered.
5: Oh, and
2: no. It's a 15-year-old like girl,
4: and there's,
5: I mean, trigger warning for some... On the news, they say it's like a rape murder, Mm-hmm. And so Christopher okay. Walken sees that, and he's like, oh, I think I I'm going to have yeah. to help Maybe
1: I'll try. this guy. Yeah. yeah, So what happens in between those two moments is that his girlfriend, Sarah, comes to visit him with her oh, son. That's
5: this, this is a wild scene.
1: And they just um have sex like, yeah. she's, oh my like god. she's like she's like she's <laughs> she puts her son down to sleep yeah like that's a thing you can't do that in his
4: bed without asking
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> my she, god she, yeah
4: she puts the kid to bed in his bed and then there's a moment where she starts unbuttoning her sweater and she goes some things are worth waiting for and he goes like <laughs> what and she's like sex <laughs> they have sex she they have a little dinner, she it and she like goes. She walks to the car, put like gets dressed, walks to the car, and then she's like, "Well, that's never gonna happen again." And it's like, "You just let him on." Like, what are you doing? And she showed up unannounced. He was like, yeah. "What is she doing here?" Whoa. The
5: house is a mess. So she showed up with her kid unannounced, had sex with her ex boyfriend, and then it was just like goodbye forever. <laughs> <It was> and <laughs> she's still married, yeah,
3: yeah, and she's still married. Well,
2: that's Wild. also Wild. just very. I'm very selfish. You're, what Does he want that? Does he need that? They're
1: all on such good terms. Christopher Walken is not upset. Yeah. He's completely understanding. He's like happy that they got to have sex in a beautiful little family dinner with his dad. She cooks them dinner. Yeah. She's Aww. wearing a goddamn apron. I'm like, who is this woman?
2: I do think there's a world where, like, yeah, maybe that was necessary closure for them, but I do feel maybe. like they probably should have discussed it.
5: We, we were watching with uh, Addle's wife, and she, during that scene, she goes, this is terrible for his recovery. <laughs> I that's what
2: like, yes! I'm thinking, like, for him, this yeah. is pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, because that's what he wants. Not great. And
4: he gets it, and then she's like, well, never again. Bye. And he's
2: like, it's why, I mean, like, if everybody has discussed it, and we're on the same page, and maybe all of us have been to therapy about, like, what do we need to process this nope. traumatic event? No. No. Okay.
5: And it wasn't even like, let's have sex, but it can be, it's one time only. It's, let's have sex, let's have dinner like a family, and mm-hmm. then, bye mm-hmm. forever.
1: It's weird. Yeah. That was a real, like, knife in there. The family dinner really hurt yeah.
4: me. And the dad, seemingly five <laughs> feet away, the dad grabs a high chair, and he's like, this is what Christian <laughs> Walken sat in when he was uh, six months old. No, no no, like, no, no, no. You had this 40-year-old high
5: chair? The, the dad <laughs> says, he gets the he gets the high chair from the basement and says, I made this on the day he was born. Porn.
3: Yeah.
4: Know. <laughs> Way to help your wife.
5: Which is, first of all.
3: Oh my God. I don't know, look,
5: I don't know much about kids. I know that one day old babies do not need a high chair. Definitely you
2: No, you're not putting them in a high chair.
5: <laughs> His poor wife, that is why she looks so old, is because her, her, <laughs> like, their hey, whole existence, you she was on her me? own.
2: <laughs> I don't need you to be building things right now. <laughs> stop building a chair. Please stop building this. You're going to build it all in one day? Can
4: you come to the hospital?
2: <laughs> Meet your son. My father
5: built me a chair the day I was born and I'll build my son a chair and I'll save he, it forever.
4: He cleaved to that chair. <laughs>
2: Oh my oh god! Boy, okay. okay, so all right, so he, now he's like, I'm gonna help solve this murder because I'm I'm having a weird time. He mm-hmm. said, yeah,
5: he's gonna help solve the murder. Uh, he goes to the sheriff. They go to one of the crime scenes. There's a recent crime scene, and Christopher Walken tries to like touch some ci- a, a cigarette package that was like evidence at the crime scene to see if he can get anything from it. He doesn't. Um, so we're a weird scene. Uh, okay. Al- also, at that moment, the. The sheriff and the deputy get a call that there's been another murder, and this is like 10. This is like 11 murders in three years. Um, They rush over to that murder. Christopher Walken touches the body of the woman who's been murdered, and he does get a flashback. Oh, shit. And this is the... This is the big one. This is the gazebo one. This is $2.2 million of the budget for the big Great, gazebo. Incredible. It looks, huge. it looks lovely. It is a big, it's a huge gazebo. Um, mm-hmm. This is not like a backyard gazebo. This looks like a, this looks like the, a, t- like, This is
2: a town, this town square gazebo. town, town, town square. square gazebo. This is a Gilmore Girls gazebo. <laughs> a, a famous gazebo in my brain.
5: And in 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 the vision, Christopher Walken can like see the killer from behind. He sees the woman who's about to be killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He's there. But he like can't affect anything because it's you know it's a vision, um, and then he sees who the killer was, and he comes back to reality, and he's like, "I saw the I saw his face, and I couldn't do anything. I did nothing. I just stood there and did nothing while you know this person got killed." Um, there's also <laughs> this is the only part of the movie. There's like gratuitous nudity
1: here. Oh yeah, a, there in, is in a very
5: like upsetting way too.
1: Yeah, that mm. was unnece- completely unnecessary. Yeah. That's another like classic eighties thing where it's like, let's just, you know, we should we should at least show a little bit of the rape. Let's yeah, show a little bit of it. Come this, on. The eighties had to have boobs in there.
5: They're like, no yeah. one's gonna yeah. come and see a movie if there's not boobs in there. And it's like, I don't know. This isn't like the like It's not like f- fun way that people yeah. like seeing boobs. This is like a violent. A violent attack Like this isn't good
1: I kept waiting for this movie To get like Really extremely fucked up I was like At some point This movie takes a turn And something really upsetting happens And I was kind of In my head I was like Oh He's been somehow Raping and murdering people While he's been in a coma (gasps)
3: Oh that's, like that's when I thought what
1: was
2: going to happen. That's yeah. a twist. That's a twist.
4: Cuz the milk had gone rancid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but that's clearly not what happens. So okay, okay. We find out who the killer is. We
5: find out who the killer is and it's the the other sheriff, Dodd. Sheriff Dodd who or the <gasps> deputy who is there. There's mm-hmm. only two cops and it's the other it's the other cop and it's a very funny reveal in my opinion because the sheriff is looking straight ahead and he's going, Don? like Dad, get over here!" But he's not turning around to look at where the like one foot behind him where the other sheriff is, and he's like, "Dad, where are you?" And then another guy goes, "Hey, sheriff, he just left. He just took your, took and your card and left." Right? And at no point does Tom Skerritt <laughs> ever turn around to like look at this guy. <laughs>
1: You don't he, notice your car is leaving the premises. Yeah. Or the one other cop
4: that's
5: p- keeping all the reporters back
4: anyway. so
2: Wow, okay.
4: Well, if he would have turned around, he would have been looking at the Dodds on. The Dodds <laughs> on.
5: They run over to Dodds' house, just the sheriff and Christopher Walken. The sheriff tells Christopher Walken, stay here, don't come in. Uh, Christopher Walken doesn't. He follows him in. Um, but they like knock on the door. Christopher Walken sees Dodd naked, like in the house upstairs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, uh, maybe an homage to a, a psycho. Maybe? Oh, oh, maybe. Okay. Ish. Because uh, guess... he's living with his mother and there's a whole thing with the mommy, yeah.
5: Hmm. His mom, he they go. They ask his mom, they're like, "Can we come in?" And his mom's like, "He's not here." And it's like, "His car's here." And he's like, "Yeah, but he's not here." And Chris Walken's like, "I saw them." He's like, "Right." He's like mom looking out the, the window, window at me naked. And the mom's like, "Okay, fine. Like, yeah, I guess you can come in." And then at one point, Chris Walken touches the mom's no, hand. Th- Sorry, they barge in. They oh, they, barge they, they, they like
4: knock her down, and she tries to grab onto them, and they like push her
5: away. And he grabs her hand and. He's gets like a vision that we don't see. And he says, you knew you knew. And then the woman's like, you're the devil, mm. which is a weird thing to say when it's like,
2: well, your son is a murderer. Yeah.
5: So. And you knew about it. So it's like, how am I the devil for like calling you out on it? It's like a interesting moral code. Yeah, uh, exactly. And the mom seems pretty rattled by everything as well. Uh, and then this is I don't want to talk about this. Scene. Someone else could talk about this. This is the this scariest
4: is- part of the whole film. It-
0: We all come home after a long day of work and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see, and they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice, like, mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort So shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
4: If, if there's any part that is uh, horror, it's this moment. It's this, yeah.
2: Okay, okay, I'm ready.
4: Which uh, would, uh, would you, Henley? Do you want to describe it? Do you oh want me my to? God,
2: me? No, please, you. Okay. do the has to. <laughs> So
4: Dodd uh, is upstairs in the upstairs bathroom. He realizes that he's about to be arrested and charged as uh, the the Castle Rock killer. So he's naked. He puts on a leather. I want to say like a overcoat, like yeah. a trench really coat,
1: intense leather trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: he puts it on. He's staring at himself in the bathroom mirror. He takes out a pair of shears, Oh, no. very sharp oh, scissors, no. which oh, is which no. is which what he's been killing pieces, yeah. women with. Mm. And he places them on the sink in such a way that they're like pointed outward and they're slightly open. Oh no! Oh no! And like no. stable, like they're oh, holding. They, they're stable. And he opens his mouth. <laughs> as wide as possible and this is the this is the worst this part this is the wildest he part takes both of his hands grabs the back of his head and it's almost as if his head and his hands are two different controlled by two different entities like he he puts his hands on the back of his head of like if my head gets cowardly my hands will finish the job like just in case my head chickens out, my hands are here no, to make sure it no, gets no, done. No, 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 no. And he takes his head, and you think he's going to. I thought he's going to slam. You slam think he's going scissors. to slam his head as hard as possible. He takes his hands behind his head, and he, as slow as possible, uh... like <laughs> like a like an eighty uh, year old grandpa getting out of a pool. That speed, <laughs> he pushes his mouth into the scissors. <laughs> I fast-forwarded to this part. I have it to be could not honest. Have been, it could not have been more awful to watch. They don't
5: show anything. They, they show him like him getting his like mouth on the scissors and then it cuts away and then they come right. into the bathroom and he's dead, obviously. But it's like, first of all, I don't think that that I don't would think that you? would work. That would work. Like, that wouldn't work. I, I <laughs> in my wildest, you know, if I had to if I had to do it, how would I do it? It's like that is
4: you can't do it that way. That's well, so the, painful. It's so painful. Mouth, it wouldn't work. Ooh. I will say famously, the mouth. It has the most negative space. So <laughs>
5: if
2: you open your mouth, famously, famously. If,
4: yeah, famously, if you open your mouth and shove scissors in it, there's sp-
1: there's room for them to go in there.
2: Yeah. So
4: <sighs> it was a weird. I don't know. It's
1: all weird. Oh no. Okay. Oh yeah. I did. I fast forwarded through this. I thought yeah, I, don't I watched like that. it. I don't like but that. But hearing bit. you describe it, I was like, oh no. I just <laughs> I just fast forwarded.
5: They find Dodd dead. The mom then takes Dodd's gun, which he had, so he could have used the gun. So I don't know why he did the scissors. And um, she tries to shoot Christopher Walken. I think she does, but it
1: yeah, she does. It, it she doesn't ever come him, up yeah. that he's
5: been winged. Like it doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't spend any time like recovering from the bullet. Anyway, she shoots Christopher Walken like in the side, or it grazes him or something. And then Tom okay. Skerritt pops out and shoots her, and you get the squib explosion, and she goes oh, and she's 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 dead as well. Okay, and we're about halfway through the movie. And it's kind of like a hard reset point.
1: It's okay. So when I was reading about this movie, one way that it was described is it's like three separate narratives. Like there's three different Mm. vignettes. And that's really a good way to think about it, because it is like him getting in the accident, his relationship with this woman um, coming out of a coma. Then it's him like going after the Castle Rock killer. And then now we're entering the third kind of Okay, We're entering our
5: final
2: act, which was basically the whole trailer.
5: Yeah, I guess so. Because the trailer kind of made it (laughs) seem like... I haven't
2: heard about Martin Sheen yet. Well, the trailer kind of
5: made it seem like Martin Sheen could have been the Castle Rock killer. That's what I thought. Yeah. Which he's not. Um, He's
2: not. By the way, the Castle Rock killer part,
5: the whole part is like 15 minutes. It's like, he goes to one crime scene, he goes to the other crime scene, he solves the case. It's like, that is... It's 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 almost a waste of my time to hear about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't connect to anything else. Interesting. Yeah,
5: it doesn't. And they leave it all behind. But now okay. we have a reset point. He's now John. He goes and moves to a different town to get away different from all of it. In a
4: mansion, and yeah. his mansion. Uh, it, it, this works out for the movie. Famously, his mansion is situated exactly across the street <laughs> from a giant, like town square park, where every single campaign rally is held. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> so and convenient. all the billboards. there's billboards being built. That only face his house. <laughs> they don't face the street. They don't face the
2: park. Well, sure, they gotta they, get the money. They face
4: only his house, which is insane. Yeah, the, the the Senate
5: campaign that the reporter asked him about earlier. Now we see a campaign for Senate thing in front of his house, like a a, a billboard in front of his house. And it's okay. um uh, and he's a tutor. He's like tutoring people at home in his house. He's separating himself from the world. He's not going out. The doctor at one point comes to him and is like, "You gotta come with me." Like these these episodes are killing you like i can see i can look at you christopher walken and see your strength draining away and like Mm. you have to isolate yourself and i can help you and he's like i am isolating myself i'm in my house i don't see anybody i don't touch anybody and i have all this mail from people begging me for help but there's no help that i can give them because it it it's, he says at one point that it feels like dying, like he's dying every time he Ugh. uses his gift.
4: So, yeah, it's bad. And his his like headaches are getting worse. Um, but I re- just very quickly to interject, please. I, re- I was so confused why this was called The Dead Zone. So I actually looked it up mm. and I don't. And Henley, you might have better information than me. But But what I found was basically in the book, they say that. Uh, I don't know if the numbers are right, but they say that humans only use 10 percent of their brain and that 90 percent of it is just this dead zone where nothing's okay. being being used or happening. And Christopher Walken's character, when he had the coma and got hit by milk, he <laughs> he kind of connected. There's connective tissue and connective routes that he, he accessed more of his brain, uh, thus illuminating the dead zone that, that most people have. Very interesting. OK.
5: So much of culture has been poisoned by that fake statistic that you have. But we only use 10 percent of our brains, which was like extrapolated from some other quote about how like brain functioning works. But it's like it's very wrong that we only use 10 percent of our brains. So yeah. every every idea that's ever like spawned off of that is just like, oh, You Jesus mean like Christ. the best
1: movie that's ever been made, Limitless? <laughs>
5: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me that pill. Uh,
1: <laughs> Adderall I, can solve everything, you guys. It makes us access the rest I of the 90%. I mean,
2: I mean.
5: Um, um, another man, uh, or like a very rich man from town, comes to see him and says that he wants him to tutor his kid, but he can't tutor the kid here at his house. He has to go because his kid's like a shut-in or something, a recluse. So he has <laughs> to go and tutor the kid at this rich guy's
4: house. Do You want to know how rich this kid is? They show his room. He has three desks. Yeah, that's so He literally funny. has three desks. <laughs> he has three desks and a table in his bedroom.
2: That's absolutely too many surfaces.
5: Yeah. But um, also, Chris, we were walking, when the guy shows up at his house, he casually shakes the guy's hand. And I'm like, wouldn't you be I way more careful people! with the hand thing?
2: That
1: happens a few times throughout the movie. And I was like, really bothered by it. I was like, mm-hmm. just don't do this. Why are you doing this?
4: It's like Rogue going through a crowd, high-fiving everyone. It's like, Rogue, your whole <laughs> power is touch. I felt like whoever yeah. was editing the movie was like...
5: Well, I have no shots of him not shaking this guy's head. I can't lose this from the movie. Like, did no one on set be like, "Whoa, doesn't he have a power?" No, it was like, it was almost as if the power was an afterthought in the movie. Aye, aye. very odd. Um, he goes to the boy's house. He meets the boy. The boy has a very deep
1: voice. It was shocking. <laughs> it was shocking to hear. The boy's also just no- a normal boy. It's like a normal... he's just. I thought the boy. I thought this is where the movie was going to get weird, but it's just a normal boy.
4: He's he's nine or so. He has very cherub esque features, and they show him on his desk, and he's like, "Yeah, I got this report." dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, but the dad
5: is like, "This boy's got all these problems," and you meet the kid, and he's just like normal. He just doesn't want to go outside, and it's like, okay,
3: okay like that's yeah.
5: fine. Like it's.
3: It's Look what we all How is a desk fun. like
4: a raven, at Allan Poe?
5: When he goes to the dad's house, the dad is a very rich man. Who else is there um, but Martin Sheen and his goon, and Martin Sheen is running for Senate, and he's like trying to get this rich man's support.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
5: that that introduces us to the Martin Sheen, Senate, other—this is Act 3, I guess, of of, okay. the, uh, of the film— um, and Martin Sheen, I don't remember what he was saying, because I think Adel and I were like uh, talking about um, something else during the scene. But I think he Martin looks Sheen, so
4: much like Emilio. Yeah, oh, that's what we were talking about. So much like it. We it's were talking yeah. about what he
5: looked like. But I think in this scene, he's saying it sounded like he was saying some like racist shit about the ghetto and about like giving oh. people in the ghetto money to vote for him. And I was like, I didn't oh. really want to rewind it because I was like, I don't need to hear what he said. But I was interesting. like, interesting. we just I think, trying to be
2: like, he's bad.
5: I think they were trying to get off the, that he's a
2: bad guy from the start, I think.
4: Yeah. Okay. He also says, and you, you may not catch it unless we have the subtitles on because the sound mixing is pretty rough. Mm. You may not catch it unless you have the subtitles on. There's a moment where it's showing him in a park speaking and then t- walking in his doctor, maybe you're talking. But then on the subtitles, you see Martin Sheen say. Old people are buying dog food to eat because they're poor, and it's just such a weird little well, moment. Well, yeah, him, okay. him and his a weird him and the
5: rich man are watching after the tutoring session just goes gangbusters. They're watching TV and they're watching Martin Sheen on a rally, and Christopher Walken's like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna vote for that guy," and he's like, "I'm not gonna vote for that guy. That guy sucks." But since I'm rich, I have to support every political candidate, which is how it works, uh, because no matter who wins, I got to either I can't look like too far away from them or too close to them. So he's just explaining how rich people It is vote. to
2: be a rich person. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, but the campaign rally is wild because Martin Sheen's whole rally, like he's supposed to be a third party candidate and like this populist candidate. But the rally, the, the speech that he's giving is unreal because he's like everybody here doesn't have jobs and you're all a bunch of losers and here's what my plan is work for my campaign for free and that's going to be good for you and I'm like why do people
4: like this you gloss over the point that when they turn on the TV he's at the campaign (laughs) rally and they turn on the TV and he goes 99 100 I just did 100 pushups and I turn to JBC and I'm like you're telling me no a a news station filmed an old man doing 100 pushups that's six minutes of Dead he air.
2: began his rally by just getting on stage and doing 100 push ups.
4: 100 push ups. And everyone cheered, and then he laid into them and berated them like an angry stepfather. It was insane. That's
2: like something the fucking Trump would do. If he, like, if he physically but he could. But physically would kill him. It would kill just him. Just being like, okay, yeah, I could do 100 push ups. It's like, I, nobody's asking you to. That means nothing to me. I don't fucking care.
4: I could do a backflip.
3: If you are listening to, if you were <laughs> listening
5: like, to this, okay. dear listener, and you can do 100 push ups, congratulations to you, because in the best shape that I've ever been in my life. When I was actively trying, I was like, I want to make a goal for myself to be able to do 100 pushups. And this is my 20s. I was unable to do it no matter how fucking hard I tried. And I tried very like the most pushups I've ever been able to do was like 70. And I was Dead, like spaghetti arms, dead to I can't the even world. can fathom but, well, it's 100 kind of, It's
1: better to imagine then that he didn't. He just caught up there, did 99, 100. 99,
2: 100. Sorry, you guys. I did the other 98 backstage. backstage. Yeah. That's honest.
4: Can I just say, Henley, honestly, that is a phenomenal bit. I'm going to start doing that is like come out and be like 99, 100, 100. Like that's a phenomenal bit. But what I don't understand is why
5: anyone likes Martin Sheen's character because nothing he was saying sounded compelling. Everyone who's watching live was. Like that guy didn't do hundred push-ups. What the fuck is he talking about? Like I don't know. It's, it's it was a. He was he's geared as this like very popular, populist guy who everyone should like. But nothing none of his message was straight resonating with me at all.
2: I mean, he's very charming. Maybe he's we're just going off of that.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He is not charming, though. He's so coked out the whole time. He's just like, Wah! like, so <laughs> insane. <laughs> but people people love, love him. Yeah. Um, okay. And that night, however, we really get to know for sure that he's mm. not a good guy because he goes to the um, local paper's office in the middle of the night. This is a little confusing this because is confusing. they're like staking out the local paper, trying to like nab this editorialist who also just happens to go to the office in the middle of the night. Was there a reason? <laughs> nope. in yeah, there? it's
4: so weird. And it's the weird... This is the funniest movie. Uh, sorry, the funniest moment in the whole movie. And maybe the funniest moment in any movie, because <laughs> they're basically like... We know you're going to run this smear campaign. You're going to run that not smear campaign. You're going to run this uh, article about me. That's going to make me lose the election. So he goes, if you run that article, we will show. uh, We're going to print pictures of you cheating on your wife. And they make a whole meal. Uh, of there's two minutes of Martin Sheen's goon being like here's the pictures is it this one they show a picture of his wife and they're like well that's your wife so this must be not your wife and they keep it's literally two minutes and then
3: and then the guy goes
4: the guy goes well I I'm still gonna run the I still might run the thing and they go well then we'll kill you and it's like that's not how blackmail works no. you you buried the lead. You don't oh, need the actually, one
5: blackmail. We'll if the, you. If the yeah. kill you, blackmails off. If, if the kill you's on the table, that's all you need.
2: Just start yeah. with that. Well, yeah. I mean, we'd rather not. Yeah. But if we must, we'll kill you.
4: <laughs> but it was two minutes of unnecessary he- he- hemming and hawing about him cheating on his wife.
1: This is also when Martin Sheen has a line where he says, um, I have a vision that I'm going to be president of the United States someday and nobody is going to stop me. And I was like, Yeah, you're going to be Jed Bartlett. And it's crazy you're yeah. saying this now. It's really yeah. weird I said that, too.
2: It's like your most iconic role is the president of the United States. Absolutely. It's,
4: this movie about visions predicted a vision about Chris Walken and Martin Sheen. It's weird.
3: Whoa. Whoa.
4: Sleepy Hollow and West Wing.
2: That's what's spooky.
4: Um,
5: it's, yeah, it's, it's truly, it is truly, truly wild because he's, he couldn't be less Jeb Bartlett in this. He's just like this insane person. Love it. After this scene, which is also like a weird scene because it's like one of the only scenes in the movie where like Christopher Walken isn't like involved at all. We just, we're just like seeing this slice of life where he's like threatening people and he's basically just, you know, we're, we're, we now know that he's like a pretty bad guy. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is this what leads Christopher? Walk- what leads Christopher Walken to go to his rally?
1: So okay, so a couple things oh, happen God. in yeah, between this. this. Yes, yes, there's yes. like a whole. There's this whole plot line so basically one day while he's tutoring Chris someone comes to his house knocks on the door it's the husband of his girlfriend canvassing for Martin Sheen mm-hmm. uh, so he has a confrontation with um, his ex-girlfriend her new husband she's there he, too yeah she's there too she's a huge Martin Sheen fan yep. <laughs> she loves him and um, they after he has this exchange it's very draining on him he closes the door he weeps. Another weeping moment. Mm. He weeps. I think he him and the kid hug? Yeah, so then he he Ew. hugs the kid. Tough. But I think I, it's almost like that's they have to give like enough reasoning for him to because the whole point is that he touches the kid. Yeah. And he has a vision of Chris in ice hockey uniform falling through an ice lake, drowning with his whole team. Oh my god. All the kids falling into the water I'm, and okay. sinking to the bottom of this lake.
2: Oh no. So Christopher
5: Walken goes to the dad's house and he sees this hockey, a van full of hockey equipment. And the dad's like, yeah, I bought a bunch of hockey equipment. We're all going to go play hockey on this lake. And <gasps> Christopher Walken's like, no, you got to not do that. And he follows him into the house and he has like the most Christopher Walken as we would know him <laughs> moment in the whole movie where like, the dad's not ignoring him. He's going to do it anyway. And Christopher Walken, like, screams and uses his cane to, like, break a table and a plate.
2: Oh, is that in the trailer where he's wearing that crazy collar um, He looks like Dracula Jeff- with the yeah. collar. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, that jacket kind of rules. Yeah, it's cool. But it's
4: like, if the movie's an hour 40, this is like an hour 25 in. He smashes the vase in the table with his cane and he goes, don't go on the ice. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. truly... Truly, it's like the birthing moment of Chris Walken as we know him. And for the next few moments, he has that cadence and then he... Kind of tempers don't it down. Go nice! Yeah, and then it's gone, I just did and then you're Snager like, a bit. that must be the moment he was on set, and he goes, "This sounds pretty good." Yeah, this, this is, is kind
1: of li- fun. I might lean into like this. That. Yeah. It's funny. He has a big freak out moment, and then uh, the dad's like, "Whoa, okay, I won't do it." And he's like, "I'm sorry. I, I, just don't. I don't want you to think I'm weird or anything. Like, I apologize." <laughs> he, he really walks like it back, yeah. really tries to walk it back. And then
5: mm. he has a moment where the dad like turns around, and the kid is there, and he's like, "Hey, don't. I, I'm not a, like a weird guy." And the kid's like, "Okay, like that's." That's fine. And the dad's just, like, letting him, like, say goodbye to the kid with his back towards him. It's very strange. Interesting. Uh, but that's... He, he gets fired after that. Um, He's not going to be this kid's tutor anymore. Sure. And Walken bounces out of there. And then the kid's like, okay, I guess, you know, bullet dodge there. And the dad's like, no, no, no. I was just saying that to get rid of him. We're still going on the ice. And the kid's like, no. And the dad's like, fine, I'll go with your friends. And then the <gasps> next day, in the paper, two kids die on the ice. And it's mm-hmm. not the little boy. And... Christopher Walken, like, calls the dad, and the dad is just like, he's, like, pretty inconsolable. He's just, like, completely
2: not comatose. moving, He'll comatose. Never be the same again, yeah. yeah. No, someone told him, if you go do this, kids are going to die, and he did it anyway, and then kids died. That's, a, that's hard to come back from. And
5: it's weird because the dad at one point says that he looked up Christopher Walken, and he knows that Christopher Walken has this gift. And he's like, but I didn't hire you for that. I hired you to be a teacher. And I'm like... Yeah, but you still know he can tell the future. So yeah. why did you flip
4: such a fucking fit when he told the future? Like, Can you if- believe this psychic freak says we're going to die?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy
4: who was right about everything says we're going to... he, uh, I, I don't know. If I, sorry, if this was mentioned, forgive me. Christopher Walken will not leave the house until he touches the uh, this That sounds bad. Until he like has in contact oh, with yes. the kid and he can see the kid is going to be safe. And then and Walken then he leaves. leaves the house. But he doesn't leave until then.
5: I uh, know I also missed one of my favorite lines of the movie, which is the dad. Christopher Walken is like scaring the kid because he broke the table. And the dad goes, don't be scared. Just go eat your cookies. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a great line.
1: <laughs> He's a good, good at parenting. Speaking of good parenting. Yeah. Um, and so then that kind of like ends that there's there's so many little little vignettes in yeah. here. And that and then this is when we get to the rally, which is so conveniently happening, truly right outside of Christopher Walken's window. He just can glance out his window. He sees his ex-girlfriend getting out of her car with her mm-hmm. son, like there at the rally.
5: He decides to head over there. Um, he decides to shake uh, uh, Martin Sheen's hand at one point. And he when he shakes someone's hands, he really gets in there and he does not let go. And he sees this vision of Martin Sheen as the president waking up in the middle of the night forcing a general to, like, arm a nuclear weapon because he had a vision that this was what needed to happen. And then he's just launching nukes. And then he invites everyone else and, like, the other members of the cabinet. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, we're at war. Congratulations. <laughs> it's wild. And so, he, yeah, he launches nuclear missiles. So he sees this vision and he's like, "Uh oh, I got to stop this. I got to I got to do something about this. He t- has a meeting with his. Doctor, the doctor comes to visit him, and he's he asked the doctor this question like, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler? And the doctor is like, I'm a man of medicine. I would absolutely murk that motherfucker. I would shoot that Hitler <laughs> guy, no problem. And Christopher Walken's like, okay, cool. Well, he, he he they draw it out a little more than that, but the doctor does end up saying that he would kill Hitler. Uh, and so Christopher Walken gets it in his head that he has to shoot um, Martin Sheen. Huge leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well so, he can tell the okay. future he knows he knows it's going to be like world war three if he doesn't do this um, right sure okay well so so then yeah he gets his dad's gun he goes to where martin sheen's going to be having a big rally uh and, and he breaks in and he hides upstairs um uh, in, like the balcony of this rally wow and then the next day martin sheen comes in big ass crowd comes in Christopher Walken's ex-girlfriend and the baby come in as well. And they're sitting on stage like she's like <gasps> high up in the campaign, sitting on stage with Martin Sheen. And then I guess this is yeah, this is like the end of the movie. Christopher Walken, who he's on the balcony. He pops up like a jack in the box. Like he,
4: (laughs) he could have. He had a perfect vantage point to just like lay the on the on the precipice of the balcony, lay the rifle, aim, take take his time. Nope. He pops up and like announces himself (laughs) to (laughs) where (laughs) everyone turns and looks at him, and then he (laughs) he freaks out. He's like doing
3: a puppet
2: show up there. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god.
4: He takes a
5: shot. I believe he misses with the first shot. Yeah. He hits the podium. Maybe. Yeah. And then Martin Sheen grabs. The baby and holds the baby baby in front of his face to like avoid the next bullet. And then Martin Sheen's goon shoots Christopher Walken, and Christopher Walken gets shot in the chest, falls off the balcony, breaks a pew. Clearly, gonna die. People, but someone took a bunch of pictures of Martin Sheen with the baby in front of him. Everybody clears out. Martin (laughs) Sheen like goes over to him and is like, Who sent you? Who are you, son of a bitch? And Christopher Walken touches his hand and realizes, even though he's dying. That Martin Sheen's finished, and then he has a vision of Martin Sheen like uh, there's like a Newsweek with a picture of him with a baby shield yeah, using a
2: baby to block bullets. <laughs> yeah. It's just like he's yeah, gonna be president. Gets.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like in a dark room, and he's he's got a loaded gun, and he like shoots himself. And 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 Christopher Walken's like, I did it. I stopped for the future. Like you're you're finished. And there, that's. The resolution and then the, the, the girlfriend comes over and she's like, why'd you do it Johnny like why And he's like, I don't know like I can't, it's too hard to explain
2: yeah, it's the whole thing I don't really
1: have much time yeah <laughs> And then she tells him she loves him and they weep
4: Yeah 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 and he dies
2: Oh my gosh okay Wow. And that's the end of the movie. And that's the, that's end. End. That's that's the, the end, end of the movie. <laughs> and if I may, wow. thre-
4: if I may threaten your listeners, okay, if you don't, you either watch this movie or I will release a secret about you. And if you <gasps> don't watch the movie, I'll kill you. <laughs> that's how blackmail works, right? That's how yeah,
1: works.
3: that's
2: blackmail. Yeah. So, I got, I got a series of things that I'm willing to do. <laughs> that's how you become president. Um, and the last one is kill you. <laughs> you got to be willing to make these kinds of
3: moves. God, on people. Yeah. that's
2: honestly. Him grabbing a baby to prevent himself from getting I shot is that coming. so funny. I did not
3: either,
5: but it, it made perfect sense because that would it's ruin hilarious. a political campaign.
2: It's so funny to be like, well... You can't shoot me. I'm holding a baby.
4: <laughs> I am dying. I Maybe after this recording, I'm going to go on Etsy because I'm dying for a T-shirt with that Newsweek cover
3: on it. Yes. Martin Sheen holding a baby. Oh, my trying God. Trying to that's block funny. a ball with a baby
4: because I'm like, that is a conversation starter if I've ever seen one. Absolutely. That magazine cover. It's incredible. I,
5: I can see why this... this lent itself to a TV series because his power does is very like monster of the week, like you can mm-hmm. you can solve the right. case every week type of thing.
2: It's like sort of like Monk.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind of what they did with the movie because the movie was like a bunch of different short stories. Right. It, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was just very strange. Huh. I it, the the movie ended and I was like, huh. The Martin Sheen thing was like thirty minutes at the end of the movie. It was. It didn't yeah. feel like there was like one plot that carried you all the way through. It was very odd to me. I think yeah. it was
1: supposed to be like Christopher Walken coming to terms with this power. I think it's supposed to be that's him right. being like, given like, this great responsibility and not wanting to deal with it at first. You yeah. know, it's like the classic hero's yeah, journey. Yeah. But it's also not cohesive enough to really make sense. Um, but yeah. I think that's the one kind of consistent thing throughout. Makes it's sense. so
4: rare, especially nowadays, it's so rare to see. Usually I see a TV series that's like 12 episodes Episodes and I'm like, this 12 hour TV series could have been a one and, mm-hmm. and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. This is a one and a half hour movie. <laughs> this should have been a 12 hour <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. do
1: the Anthony Michael Hall Dead Zone early 2000s <laughs> USA <laughs> series next. Perfect. You guys, uh-huh. we'll get ready for 12 and a half hours of recapping.
2: <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So not scary. Not scary. And just one weird, real weird, bad scissor moment.
4: The scissor moment is brutal. Yeah, yeah. But
2: I, lo- I, I loved this retelling. I, I was fascinated by it. Great, and it made me want to watch The
3: West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That was I the would end. Say,
5: yeah, if this makes you want to watch any other Martin Sheen thing, or any Christopher Walken thing, or any Tom Skerritt thing, that's great. Go, that's go great. And, that's go the point. That. That's yeah. A,
2: yeah. Also, Tom Skerritt only in it for like fifteen minutes.
5: Yeah. Very very very, 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 brief, brief. very
3: brief.
2: Not
1: enough Skerritt. It really defanged David Cronenberg for me too. I'm just going to go yeah. into yeah. all of his future movies. But yeah. Yeah. yeah like, that's
2: what this is. What all of his movies are like. I think is that You can just take nothing. that. Take that as fact. Have you
4: guys uh, watched Crash? No, no. The Cronenberg version, not no, the. Uh, not, not uh, no, I always get,
1: <laughs> yeah. I I always always get confused. <laughs> I always think Cronenberg's like correct. It's
2: Sandra Bullock, whatever, like series of. Yeah.
4: yeah, Joseph Pena and everything.
2: Interwoven.
1: Or Michael, uh, yeah. Michael Pena. Michael, Michael Pena. Pena. people. Yeah. That, that's actually like extremely um, problematic.
2: But. Wow. It, the different crash. No, we different have not done crash, that no, yet. No, we haven't done it. There's a lot of Cronenberg's left for us to cover and we need to space them out because, you know. Usually we, just did
1: cr- we just did his new one, Crimes of the Future. Yeah, which we've done was, The
2: Fly and Crimes of the Future are the Damn. only two we've done so far but someone did just make us add make us asked us to add um, the Brood the Brood the, yes. I think it's the Brood yeah to our list and um, terrifying that's yeah whenever someone's like you guys have to do this movie I get real nervous because <laughs> there's a lot of options and when someone's like it's this one um, I get anxious so I'm sure at some point we will Oh, maybe we'll make you guys watch it because you wanted to watch something intense and scary. And we gave you the you get the dead zone. Yeah, instead. please,
1: please come back. We'll do uh, Eli Roth film next time. <laughs> we'll do something yeah, that's yeah. really gonna. Be terrifying, be upsetting.
4: Audition or something? Yeah, we
1: oh, oh, audition. Oh, we've oh, done that. Well, that's definitely my top five <laughs> of okay. that. I hated. I hated
2: that. Right. One. Really upsetting. Really, really made me feel bad. A terrifying,
1: <laughs>
5: terrifying horror movie. I, I guess it's now. It's probably like a couple decades old. It's called The Notebook uh, with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay, we okay, can try doing okay, that yeah. one
5: next and see. <laughs>
1: Honestly, <laughs> I would recap The Notebook. Sure. I would love to rewatch The Notebook. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm a, a bird,
3: and so you're yeah. a bird. It's like Say I'm a sex. bird. Sex.
2: Hey, six uh, birds. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, guys, thank you so very much for joining Absolutely. us for this. Um, for please, us. do you have any plugs? Tell us about Hey Riddle Riddle. Anything else you want to talk about? For our listeners,
5: yeah, uh, Adele and I uh, co-host a podcast with our other co-host, Aaron Keefe, called "Hey Riddle Riddle." It's also a headgum podcast. Um, we all uh, came up in Chicago doing improv, so it is a, a podcast where we answer riddles and then do improv uh, based on those riddles. And uh, Emily is uh, going to be on a upcoming episode. So if you, oh my god, if you love this podcast and you're like, We're can I get more Emily? Then you can go check out <laughs> our podcast and then just you know, fall in love with
4: both podcasts.
5: Isn't exactly. that how
2: exactly all the
5: cross promotion works? And for anyone who's
4: like, why wasn't Aaron on? Erin was not on because she is terrified of horror films. She despises horror films. So she so, would have loved this Yeah, one.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah she could have done it. Who knew? Well, great. I think our only choice is to close out with the Christopher Walken voice, right? I think that's, oh. that's the option that we mm-hmm. have in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we got to do it. Emily, do you think you can do it? I'm going to try. Okay, so like the thing I think of when I try to do Christopher Walken is uh, the cowbell thing, right? Yeah. I got a fever and the only prescription <laughs> is more cowbell. <laughs> Okay, that, that was, was
1: great. great. Okay, that
2: was no, it wasn't great, but we'll we'll take it. Um, which okay, what was it? Don't go in the ice. Okay, um,
3: don't from wake all of us. Daddy.
2: From all of us here, at too scary. <laughs> Didn't
3: watch.
2: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Cheddar sweets. Gotta have my cheddar sweets. Cheddar sweets. Ooh, cheddar I love sweets. my cheddar sweets. He would love cheddar sweets. He would. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show... Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. And no matter what we will see right here next Week for another episode.
3: We love you so much. Bye.
0: That was a headgum podcast.